0: Welcome to Quacky Gems Podcast, the podcast where I talk about chronic illness, creativity and everything under the sun. I'm Gem Swallow, this is Quacky Gems Podcast. Hello and welcome, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to episode 82, which I've named Moving Forward. How are you doing? You well? You good? Well I hope you are. Right now we are recording... And it's pre-recorded for obvious reasons. And if I look behind me, we are now on the 8th day of October. The spooky season. Yeah. And I'll be honest, yet again, the same thing happened in episode 81. We are underneath a rain cloud. And it's strange because usually my symptoms of my chronic illness that I have don't really bother me, right, so I have fibromyalgia, and it isn't until today my fibromyalgia has really kicked off, and it's weird, because I rely on a pill, and I'll be talking about this in the near future, I rely on a pill, and you know how it is, you take a pill, and you think it's going to help you out, right, I think that, I kind of, I take um, a pill called pregabalin, take that and I think I'm gonna be fine it takes the edge off great but when you're underneath this massive rain cloud yeah not so much if I'm being honest you feel it and my god do you feel it another thing is that we're turning from summer into autumn which is kind of weird because the leaves are falling off of trees right and the spiders are all out and you got insects all out as well however On the calendar, it doesn't yet say summer has ended. It just doesn't take place yet. So it's kind of like, pick a theme. It's like, really? All we have is rain right now. Can't you do anything else? Are you a one-trick pony? I yell at the weather. I mean, okay, I'm British, but I yell at the weather anyway because it's kind of like... Is this all you know how to do? We are underneath a rain cloud, and I'm not liking it. And it's so difficult to find things to wear, isn't it? Oh, my God. So, probably, if you're much like me, I did an episode about this a few episodes back, where I talked about capsule wardrobe. So, we're all dancing between this line of, should we go with t-shirts? I'm a vest chick. I am. Vests are great. You can layer them up with whatever you want. You know, if you have a cardigan or a jacket, if you want to, you know venture out it's great but it's like you don't know what to put on if you have fibro the first thing you want to do is cover your like cover your skin but you can't because most of the clothing you're gonna wear is heavy you know and it's like oh my god seriously pick a theme. so if you're new here, now I've got that rant out of the way. <laughs> if you're new here, hello and welcome. I'm Gem and welcome to Cracky Gems Podcast. If you found me on your social media feed, then hello and welcome to my little corner of the interweb or little corner of the podden world. Do you like what I did there? I know. And yeah, you found Cracky Gems Podcast where we talk about everything underneath the sun, nothing is stigma. If you're an avid listener, you already know my craziness, and you must like it because you tune in episode after episode, and I thank you for it. So this one's going to be like a bit of sweet one, if I'm being honest. If you listened to episode 81, if you haven't, as I've said previously, I am not going to spoil it for you. But if you have listened, at the end of that episode, I kind of did like a little bit of an announcement, and I said that I was going to take kind of like some time... This is the episode where it's going to start from. And I'm kind of in two ways about it. So in this episode, I'm going to do like a little bit of what I've been thinking lately. It's kind of like, I don't know, like a, a month packed into an episode, which kind of could last from anything up to half an hour to an hour. And where I talk about everything, what I've been creating, how I've been health wise, you know, all the lovely stuff you guys tune in for. So to start with... I would like to say that this episode is going to be kind of like, I guess I'm going to go into series three after this. I've been talking to my other half, you guys know him as Jack, and we've been talking, you know, because that is his name, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and uh, we've been talking about that. If you are new here, I suffer with endometriosis, and I am going into this kind of this phase in my life where I'm waiting to see if I'll be granted a full hysterectomy. And if you're kind of just tuning in for the endometriosis bit, then that's great because I'll be honest, I'm kind of I want to take you on the journey with me. I have some amazing listeners from all over the world, and I thank you to each and every one of you that tune in week after week. Thank you for your support. Thank you for laughing with me and direct messaging me. You know, you might have heard an episode and we laugh about how it's very apt for the stage you're in your life too. If you're going through endometriosis, this is the very reason why I want to talk about what it is I'm going through, in the hopes that it might help you out as well. So it is very personal. And if you would be so kind as to hear my kind of how I've been thinking and feeling, I'd like to share it with you a little bit. So, around about a couple of weeks ago, I went to my gynecologist. It's been kind of a long time coming, and I did talk about it in episode 80, got to look at my notes, episode 81, I did talk about it a few episodes back where I talked about endohysterectomy and me. So, what it's been, I have come to the realisation and the conclusion that I'm done with endo. It causes nothing but pain, and if you've listened in the press lately, they've been talking about endometriosis. So this episode is pre-recorded. Yesterday, it was actually trending on Twitter, and they brought it, you know, kicking and screaming. It is a a bloody, ugly disease, and I'll be honest with you, I never thought... If someone had said to me by the age of 25 that, Jams, darling, you're going to have this disease, and it's going to be ugly. I'm talking ugly, you know, and I'm not talking about the kind that, you know, you have a couple of drinks and that ugly person becomes really attractive to you, no, I'm talking about ugly, flown out of hell and won't go back down ugly, so... I have been suffering. If you don't know what endometriosis is, I will give you like a little bit of a backstory. Maybe you're new to your journey. That's totally fine. I'm hoping that my episodes now and in the future, if you want to catch up on any episodes, please stay tuned because I'll give you all the details at the end of the show. So, endometriosis is basically a kind of cliff's note version, is where the learning of your womb is, if you are an endosufferer, is found on other parts of your pelvic regions. Yeah, it's it's that ugly. It goes onto your womb, it goes into your pelvis, kind of like you know, your pelvis hole, you know, the bit where below your belly button. It can go onto your bowel, it can go onto your bladder. Right now, in my journey, I have had okay, I've had a polypectomy, I grew a polyp. I mean, what can I say to that? It's kind of like a fatty, it's kind of like a non-dangerous growth that grows from your tissue that lines your womb. And it likes it so much that it kind of, it sets up a home there and it just grows and causes you pain and causes you to bleed in between your normal periods. That is what a polyp is. And for me, it caused me pain. Had that taken out, few months down the line, I'm still getting pain. They took me in for this thing called laparoscopy, which means that they blow up your stomach obviously you're out cold, you're not feeling anything, you're away with the fairies, you, you're, you're dead to the world, literally, you are just out for it, which is great, so until you come back round, that is, so you, um, I, this, I had this thing called laparoscopy, which means that I was out, it was an operation, they said that I had endometriosis, this was two years ago, Fast forward to now, this is kind of like, imagine me kind of on a real fast tape recorder, just explaining. My avid listeners will probably like, gems, we know. But this is in case, you know, you forgot some stuff. It happens. Life gets in the way. So um, now I'm on this pathway that mentally, a few months ago, I decided that I'd had enough. You know, I'm in my early 30s. I'm in my third decade of life. And a good portion of this has been through debilitating pain and fatigue. I have a bunch of other chronic illnesses and I think that this is one, this is the only chronic illness I have that is a disease. And it's something that I know, yeah, there's no cure for. They don't know what causes it. You think with all the medical science we've got going on, but there's no funding, go figure, right? However, I have all these chronic ailments and illnesses that affect my life and to me if I can just take a little bit of that back and have somewhat of a normal I say in inverted commas normal life or a little bit more in the way of a quality of life then I'm gonna grab it with both hands yes a controversial subject hysterectomy being that I'm in my early 30s and you know a lot of people I find that a lot of people that don't have endo have a lot to say about endo That's, you know, I'm of the mind, educate yourself and then have an opinion. That's just how I see it. From my point of view, if I can take the nights where I'm in pain, I'm rolling around in bed and I'm hoping to die. If I can go from that to having my womb taken out and my ovaries going with it, then really I beat the fucker, to be honest with you. And that's what I told my gynecology team. I just want this fucker out of me, you know, no hardball, that's what I want, that is, that's what I want, so I'm hoping that in the next few months, I will know whether or not it's going to take place, my common sense, I mean, you know, you don't need a PhD in that though, some people do, um, my common sense is saying there is nowhere else I can go, so I'm a migraine sufferer, I mean, the Lord gave generously. I'm a migraine sufferer, so I can't take the combined pill. I don't fancy having the marina coil. And so this is the thing that for me, it would suit me. I'm more than mentally ready. And I'll be honest with you guys, I have gone through some... I've gone through a mental battlefield in my mind. So you might kind of think that, you know, you just think out of the blue, I want to me. It is really not that simple. Bearing in mind that you also have periods where you're thinking this, so your mental, in your mental well being, you're thinking, okay, so they're going to take me in, they're going to take out my womb, take out my ovaries, and I'm going to be in a whole new way of life. I'm going to have to get to know my body again, I might put on weight, my hair might change, you know, the normal stuff that goes on, that's going to change. You know, they call it a change of life for a reason. But, In that mindset, I'm still really having periods. My body is still operating at, I say again, in inverted commas, a normal fashion. (laughs) I'm actually sat here in front of a microphone kind of (laughs) twitching my fingers, a normal fashion. However, in my mind, I'm thinking, I've already had the operation in my mind. I'm already recovering. So what the operation would take place is basically a laparoscopy. I already have one of those. But this time they're going to take out a lot more than what happened last time. Last time was diagnosis, this time I'm getting rid of an organ. So in my mind, I've kind of gone through a battlefield, to be honest. I've gone through the battlefield of, it's weird, I don't want kids. I've I've said it before, if you do... I respect that, you know, everyone's got their own way in which they want to plan and live their lives, you only get one shot at this life, and if that's your, that's your right, if you want to, you know, go through pain with endo and the off chance, or you're planning on having a family, great, wish you all the best, but for me, I'm of the mind that really, I have this organ in me right now. And it's weird because I'll probably listen back to this episode maybe when I'm healing. But I have this organ in me right now that's giving me pain. Or as we say over here in the UK, it's giving me jip. And it's it's a flaming nightmare. The amount of times I've had to say to my family, I'm living a nightmare right now. And the fact that the seasons change, coldness adds pain to any ailment you have, right? And to me, it's like... Right now, really, I have the ability, if I wanted to, as far as I know, I have the ability to carry a child. I have all the goods. You know, the manual is there. I have it. As far as I know, I have literally found out, I think it was um, last week, that my I have a weird shaped womb. I think they call it an acute womb, which means that I think that my womb has a five millimetre dip at the top of it. Which can also mean that you're, I believe, you're at a percentage where if you wanted to get pregnant, you could miscarry. Also, being an endometriosis sufferer, I found out yesterday that if I wanted to become pregnant, which we don't, but if I wanted to, I'm at a 67% risk of having a miscarriage due to having endometriosis. So really when you think about it, the the odds are not really stacked in my favour. They're kind of they're really against me. And this is the stuff because I kind of feel like I'm in a mental torture at the moment. And I've kind of toed and froed with this because I think, okay, I have made the decision. It made the most sense to me to get rid of my womb. And I'll be honest with you when it goes, I think I'll be a lot happier because I won't miss it. It's just, in my mindset, if you're, I know, really I'm quite lucky because I know the people that listen to this podcast episode, and I know that none of you guys are really at that stage where you're thinking about adding to your life in a, in a family way. You're not adding children to it. So I feel completely comfortable in saying what I'm about to say, but it's weird because Though I'm lucky to have been born with a womb, I know, you know, I'm lucky that my womb works. The only way I know that is that I bleed every month. It's, it's horrid and it's torture, but I know it works. However, for me, it's a form of torture because as I was saying to my gynecology just recently, you know, if I had to have a nine to five job, and this is something else that I've been thinking about, if I had to have a nine to five job, Two weeks out of that job, I would have to be keep ringing in sick or I'd have to have some sort of stay at home job because my my wound literally hurts. And it's like the gear up towards the period, having the period and then afterwards. And it affects everything. And it's weird because even when I talk to family members, I kind of don't want to say the word hysterectomy anymore because the process is really quite a slow rolling one. And you kind of get sick and tired of hearing about it. You get sick and tired of thinking about it. It's like, it's like freaking talking about Brexit, to be honest with you, because you just want it to be over and done with. You want to get to that next stage. However, this seems to be going kind of like I think this will happen before Brexit takes place. However, for me, I'm going through like this mental battlefield because it's like you've made the decision, you want it done. You just got to get to a place where it's actually been done, so I've been thinking about how I feel afterwards, and I'll be honest I kind of I kind of feel I'll be relieved. I know that it's like a stigma if you're a woman and you think I don't want kids there's a stigma around that and I think that comes from previous generations of you know and it's kind of like if you're a woman, you're primarily here to carry a child. You know, you're primarily here, if you want to add the whole walking around in barefoot analogy, then go for it, you know, for the source of this argument, but it's like, you're primarily here to carry a baby, you're born, you know, you get the boobs when you hit adolescence, some of us it came in faster, others not so much, you know, you get the boobs, your hips narrow, you are ready to carry a child, but nature is so buggered up. If I'm being honest, and I actually didn't think that this would happen to me. And I'm angry at it that it has. I'm angry at it the fact that if I'm being honest, I'm having to choose. I mean, really, when you think about how screwed up it is, that you have to choose to get rid of an organ to give yourself peace of mind, to give yourself a chance at living a life. And I'll be honest, I've had times where I felt depressed. I don't usually get depressed, I get low, you know, living with pain and fatigue, it's going to happen, you're going to get low, you're going to have low days, but you find out what works for you, and I'm going to be talking about this in the future as well, so do make sure that you're staging in this way, but I've noticed that the amount of times you lose hope, I mean, I've made the subconscious decision, I want this out, I've even been blunt with my gynecology and said, get this fucker out of me, you know, if I could perform the surgery myself, I would. But, you know, there's a case, you know, I'd probably die from bleeding, but let's not go there. But I'm of the mind that right now I feel like I'm, you know, like mentally when you prepare for something and you don't realize that you're actually saying goodbye to something, you're actually kind of saying goodbye to... What's in your mind? You know, like, everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end, doesn't it? Every story has that. And I think I'm coming towards the end of my story. And right now, I'm in this place where, in a week's time, I have an appointment to... Because I have a a second opinion. And what that means is that it seems that I'm on the road to having a hysterectomy... In my mind, I have to give myself hope that it wouldn't have gotten this far if I weren't on the road to having it done. But I have to talk to a second consultant and have a second opinion. In my mind, I've got so much fatigue and so much fibro and so much endometriosis pain because of the rain and because of the weather that I'm like you probably won't get the best of me, if I'm being honest, but I'm gonna lay it all out on the table, because that's what I'm living with, you know, I can't paint a pretty picture, the weather won't allow it, you know, the oil won't stay on the canvas for this one, but I've noticed that I've kind of cut myself slack a little bit too, because in my mind it's like, okay, my birthday's at the end of the year. I'm gonna be approaching an you know, another year older, because apparently we don't age backwards. What what's with that? But you know, I'm approaching another year older and I'm of the mind that I would love to have this done by Christmas. I would love to have, like, be out of pain, be able to plan the new year, and I talked about this in ep- in the previous episode, episode 81, but I'd love to be able to plan the new year, going forward and thinking, wow, you know, I've been given a gift, so, you know, I've been given a gift of, okay, brand new year, gems, you can start again, so that's where I'm kind of at, mentally, it's been torture, mentally, the amount of times I've cried, and, On my social medias, I don't really let that slip because I think that it doesn't help anyone. I cry behind the scenes. I cry to my other half. I cry to my mum. I cry late at night when it's dark and I'm sat on the toilet. I cry because I'm in so much pain and I just want this done and I'm so fatigued by it. And it's hard enough when you've got fatigue and when you are in pain and you kind of feel like you have to wait. Right now, I'm in this space... I guess in my journey where I'm waiting for a referral, (laughs) I'm waiting for this letter, I'm waiting for a text, okay, I'm hoping that it'll happen tomorrow, which is Wednesday the 9th, okay, so I have this instinct, if you listen, but this won't go live until Friday, but I'll let you know, so when you listen, whenever you're going to listen, remember, it's now the 8th, I think it might happen on the 9th, okay, so do make sure to backtrack if you follow me on social media, because this should be interesting, but I'm now waiting for my phone to go via a text message to say, the referral papers are there, I've got to go there, pick them up, and then make a referral to have what is essentially a camera shoved up my ass. That is what basically it is, okay? So, (laughs) what it basically is, okay? I'm going to be blunt because that's what it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is a freaking torture. But what it basically entails is that I've got to be referred to something called a gastroenterologist. Now, be honest, if you're at work listening or maybe you're on public transport and that was loud and people are looking at you and maybe smirking... Give them a smile for me, okay? (laughs) Alright, and if you smile because I'm laughing, hey, you might just have made someone stay. You're welcome. But it's kind of like, in my mind, I have to be referred. And I think what's going to happen is... An ultrasound that I had done, so I had something that's called an ultra-vaginal ultrasound. It's that technical. It's, it sounds beautiful, doesn't it? So basically what it is, it reminds you of a dildo, okay? If you've ever seen one and they put it on up you up the front passage, and then your insides are all on the screen, and they get to see whether or not any of your organs carry endo, I mean, <laughs> it really is the gift that keeps on giving, so, when I had the ultrasound done, It showed that I had endometriosis, but it wasn't until I actually looked. I was told I was clear, and it wasn't until I talked to my doctor a few weeks later. I got told I have an endometrioma, which is 16 millimeters on my right ovary. I'm I'm growing cysts now. First it was polyps, now it's cysts. I mean, what else can I grow? (laughs) Don't answer that. That was rhetorical. (laughs) So (laughs) I've had an ultrasound done. And because when I did my research, you might remember that when I spoke to Emma Kenny in a previous episode, you know, we talked about when you research stuff and, you know, sometimes you get answers. And I remember when I was looking through endometriosis, it cannot be diagnosed via an ultrasound, okay? Technology is great, but it can't pick that up. Let's just put that on out there, okay? It has to be diagnosed by a laparoscopy. They have to go in you and look around, okay? Think, I don't know. Indiana Jones kind of thing, that's how it's happening, you know, by the aid of a giant octopus with like, you know, camera lenses, they swell you up and they go on in, it's an adventure, and you get an aesthetic for nothing, isn't it great, so, um, when I had my ultrasound take place, I looked on the screen, and when I looked on the screen, I found what looked like someone, I mentioned it before, it looked like someone was holding red grapes, imagine you've got like this massive handful of grapes, and you're basically showing someone that's what it is. When I looked on my screen, I saw my ovary. The um, the sonographer, the person that carried out the ultrasound, didn't show me the whole lot. You know, strange that. But where my bowel was, I got told I have an irritable bowel. No wonder. You know, I had what is essentially a dildo shoved against it. I mean, what can you do with that? So... I have endometriosis on my bowel. Right now, because we're looking at that and the effect that I guess, in my instinct, I'm a, if you know me, you'll know that I'm a great believer in instinct. I keep on seeing stoma or colostomy which basically means that if you have it on your bowel, in some cases of endometriosis, they might have to take a bit of your bowel off or let it heal, and sometimes your poop has to go into a bag. So I'm going by my instinct. That is what's led me here, if I'm being honest. So you should know about me, I'm very spiritual, and I trust my instinct. It's never let me down, really, to be honest, and I don't think it's going to start now. So I've been having stoma and colostomy bag, kind of going off in my head looked it up and found there is a connection with endo but I don't know anything yet so my next port of call as I mentioned I have an, ep- um, an episode I've got podcasts in the brain I've got an appointment next week where I'm going to be going for a second opinion and I think what that will mean is basically I'm just telling them what I already told the first guy my consultant and that is that endo is severely impacting my life then, I'm going to have, and I've seen videos on YouTube, having never gone down this path before, but I'm going to have this, I guess it's like a camera, I'm hoping they're going to put me out, if not, that could be an experience, so they're going to put this camera up, and I'm gonna. I'm guessing they'll have a look around my bow to see if there's any inflammation, or if they can actually see, I'm guessing it's going to be a technicolor, you know, that will be an experience as well. So they're gonna have a look and see if there's any endometriosis on my bowel. I'm guessing then that something might go for I actually am hoping that they will find it. I'm hoping they're gonna find endo there because I know it's there and the ultrasound, you know, it showed it was there. I am hoping that it is because of what I feel. I can't literally take my bowel out of my body when I'm on the like in the consultant room and say. Is this what you're looking for? As you can see in 3D imagery here, right in front of you, it is there. Exhibit A is endo on the bow. It exists. I can't do that yet. So I have to rely, yet being the operative word, technology moves at a great pace. But I'm hoping that when I go to see this gastroenterologist, they might be able to say, "Yep, you have it. And I'm hoping they'll be honest with me and that I don't have to find out, you know, through a secondhand opinion. So after that, I'm hoping things will move quite quickly. So what I'm hoping to do is that after this, the podcast episodes might not be as, like, Flowy, I guess you could say. So right now you get a podcast coming at you uh, twice every week, right? I am hoping to right now because I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss being behind the mic. It's a massive part of my life, if I'm being honest. So what I'm gonna do is after this episode, I'm hoping to maybe kind of fill you in on what's gonna happen with the appointment with the endo. I mean gastroenterologist and then after that I'm gonna fill you in on the consultant so the episodes will be around they just won't be as fluent and then I would like to kind of show with you what's gonna happen with the hysterectomy so what I will do hopefully is I'll do an episode hopefully if it goes in like goes ahead I'll share with you what's gonna happen maybe the night before I go in or We'll see how it goes, but I would like to take you with me every step of the way because I know that, you know, it's not just people that don't know about endometriosis. You've got people that are suffering with it or people that think they might have it. So, some people might be at the beginning of their journey. I hope to God I'm at the end of my journey, but I hope that as I'm moving on, I want to take you guys with me because you've been amazing. You've been so supportive, and I want to kind of share with you what I'm going through. So, The reason I said that this might be last episode is because right now I'm kind of, I'm mentally coming towards the end of, I'm kind of balancing between I don't give a fuck based on will you just hurry up and make this happen. You do not understand how much flaming pain I am in right now. Now, I know you have paperwork going through, but this is my life, this is my abdomen, this is my womb, you know, so this is what's kind of, there's a lot happening, as you can, you know, as you might be able to understand, so what I'm going to do is, I'm going to do episodes kind of, you know, giving you like a little bit behind the scenes and a little bit of what's been going on, so the next few episodes might be to do with Endo and my journey forward, just giving you a little bit of a heads up. Another thing that's been happening this month has been that I finally cut my hair. It happened. If you follow me on Instagram, I know this is big news, breaking news, Gem cuts hair. But you do not understand how much a decent haircut can actually help you out. I had a pixie hairstyle and it was actually styled after a um, hairstyle I found, Jennifer Lawrence had it. And she rocked it. She really did. And um, what actually happened was, you might remember from series one, where I think I was talking about acceptance. So if you type in, if you are on the website, you might already know it if you're an avid listener. If not, I'll give you all the details. If you type in acceptance, you'll probably see the episode. And you'll see that on that episode, because I think as if you know me well, you'll know that I don't really cover up much. I kind of think this is happening. This is real. This is what life's about. You know, it's not all sugar-coated. This is the real stuff that happens. So from that episode, if you can see the album cover, if you're listening via a podcast app, you might not be able to see it. If you're listening via Spotify or Stitcher or Anchor Podcasts, you might be out here, I don't know. But if you go on the um, thequirkygem.wordpress.com, type in acceptance at the bottom where you'll see a search bar, and the episode should come up. And in that cover, or if you're on my Instagram, at gems quirky, scroll on down, you'll see the album cover art. And what it is, I had long hair. And where I was using bobby pins, my hair broke. I thought it was because at the beginning of this year, beginning of 2019, I was going through what I thought was a was a diagnosis for lupus. Turns out I didn't have that, but I was actually using this hairstyle where you put it like up in a ponytail, you get a bit of hair, you wrap it round so it looks like you have kind of like a literally a hairband holding your hair up instead of like a you know like um an elastic hairband or a telephone wire hairband and where I put it up, the bobby pin was literally breaking my hair, and I didn't know about it. So remembering back from that, I remember standing in the bathroom mirror and kind of thinking, oh my God, why is half of my hair missing? It wasn't until like a few months ago, well, a fair fair few weeks ago, I was looking through because I was kind of hoping to grow my hair and I've just gotten into um, using uh, clips for my hair because I was growing out a pixie cut, which was a Jennifer Lawrence pixie cut. And... It had gotten to the stage where I had a bit of the back and it needed to grow down to kind of make it into a short bob. And so I wanted to see, like, if I was to grow it again, which I'm hoping to, what hairstyles and what hair accessories I could use that would cause minimal to no hair damage. So when I look back, I kind of wish I just had it cut into maybe like a short bob, which I did. I had it cut into a short bob, then I had an undercut. Then I freaked out because I didn't want to grow out the undercut. And I think because I had so much going on, I decided to have my hair cut into a pixie. And I had it for about a good few months. And now it's kind of getting a bit longer. It's now into a bob. So I found these um, hair accessories on eBay. And uh, me and my other half, we're both cut from the same cloth in this bit. We're both very adventurous when it comes to this. And we decided that we would buy some professional scissors from eBay If you don't know, I'm an eBay chick. Ask anyone, they'll tell you. Okay, I found some professional scissors on eBay and a professional kind of comb, you know, because you can't really section your hair off with a brush. Who knew? So it was over the weekend, this weekend just gone, And it came through the post really quick, and all in, it cost me about £4 something, which is really dirt cheap when you think about how much going to a hair salon would cost. And I watched YouTube videos. When I was a teenager, I had really, really short hair, like um, pixie. And because I was a migraine sufferer, I found it easier to manage. So what I did was, when it used to grow too much and I couldn't be bothered to go to a hairdresser, or, you know, funds wouldn't allow it, I used to stand in the bathroom mirror and trim up my layers, and um, yeah, it worked for me to be honest, I was telling Jack my half about this, and he was like, if you did it then we can totally do it again, you know, so (laughs) Home Alone the movie was on over the weekend, and I decided, you know, this little things like that stay with you, don't they? You know, you could be listening to a song or, you know, I can suck on a mint and I can remember where I was at that exact same time. <laughs> it's all to do with your senses, isn't it? You know, I know what you're thinking, you know. You're wondering where I was gonna go with that, weren't you? Mind out of the gutter, please. So <laughs> I was Getting these um, hair accessories, I should say hair, you know, cutting tools, the comb and the scissors, and um, I decided I have an aluminium chair in my bedroom from which I sit to, to record this very podcast, and um, I took the bathroom mirror, I took the um, hallway mirror, if you look at my Instagram story, sometimes I share with you like a picture of where you're looking at me from the back, that would be that mirror, the one with like what looks like a bird at the top of it. We're a very creative family. So I came upstairs in my bedroom and I started to freak out. I, if you know me, I am the kind of person, if you dare me to do something, I'll do it. Okay. My mum, and I know my younger brother listens to this podcast episode. Okay. And I know that he's probably going to grin. I hope he does. So, <laughs> so. I think it was some time ago, I'm going to share this story, some time ago, I was, um, what's the word, I was dared to eat a pepper, you know, I'd never had one before, I knew they were hot, I ate it, and my brother gave me a look to say, I didn't think you were going to do that, so in the big sister arena, that would be owned, egg on the face, so back to the hair story, okay. I digress. Back to the hair story. So, I brought up my, kind of, my comb, and I brought up some water, and this was about the time I started to freak out, okay? And, um, I had my other half with me. We brought, we decided to make it, like, a little, a fun time. My anxiety kicked in, and I thought, if I screw this up, I am balls. literally. I have a wig that I have, if I'm being honest, and it's like a cosplay wig. It's like... Purpley-ish, and it's long, but it sheds. It sheds a lot. And I thought, okay, that could be an option. All right, if this balls is up, that could be an option. I'm, I'm literally thinking, I can, I can style it with a beanie. You know, I can make this work for the autumn wear. So, I decided I'd get a towel, I'd get a mug of water, and I would do this freaked out and I thought I can't do this literally I got from my bedroom (laughs) me and Jack have been looking at YouTube videos okay on how to cut hair and I thought I can do this it's all about sectioning off I've got this I literally have this right in my bedroom I'm looking at the back of my hair and I'm thinking I do not have this I do not have this (laughs) I got up went to my bedroom window and I thought oh my god what am I doing literally if I if I balls this up I could have a bold spot. Do you know how long it's taken me to get to this very hairstyle? I was calmed down, sat by my bed, and um, I just kind of... I had some hair clips. My friend Annie bought me some um, hair clips for my birthday previously. And I had them, and I thought, okay, I've got this. Okay, section off your hair. You've got hair clips. You've got water. We have a salon. So I'm sat there. And Jack's behind me, and I'm lifting, sectioning my hair off, and I'm thinking, just think about it, there shouldn't be any pain, this is just hair cutting, okay, you've got this, like, you've totally got this, you know that, right, as you can tell, I'm trying to convince myself at this very point, at this very moment, sat on the floor, and I'm thinking, grip, hold us some hair, I've sectioned it off at this point, Grab some hair, I get the scissors and I've seen hairdressers where like the pointy bit where you put your middle finger. I'm like, I know how to hold these scissors. This is happening. This is taking place. So I'm sat there in front of a mirror. I can see one side of my head at the back. I'm thinking at this point, it's probably not a great view, but this is all I've got really. So I take the snip. I shock myself. Have you ever had an out of my body moment where you're thinking I just cut my hair? have you ever had, when I was a kid, okay, I went from long hair to short all the time, okay, my mum had short hair when I was younger, so it wasn't like my mum had long hair all the time, I figured if you have short hair, I can carry off short hair, so depending on what was happening in my life, I went from long to short, long to short, it was kind of like a really kind of up-tempo dance, like dum, 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 that was my hairstyle growing through my life, okay, it's like a tapestry of hair, so I've kind of, I remember sitting in the hair salon, I remember my hairdresser sitting behind me, and well, standing behind me, getting a piece of hair, and going from longish, like to shoulder length hair, to pixie, and I remember the very question that I got asked numerous amounts of times: "Are you sure you want this done, Gem?" Uh huh. Yeah. Are you really sure? Because we can't glue this back on. Now, this was a time. This shows you how old I am. This was a time before hair extensions even happened, okay? They weren't even thought about. Celebrities, social media wasn't a thing. Celebrities wore them in faraway lands. You know, if you cut your hair, you could not glue it back on. It wasn't a thing. Super glue, I mean the mind boggles. So my, this, is, this is what happens in my head when I freak out, I go back to past memories, you know, it's like reliving the trauma and hoping to rewrite history, so I recall being <laughs> a 13 to 14 year old child at this point, and I remember my hairdresser saying, are you sure you want this done Gem, are you sure, we can't glue it off. glue it back on. Taking it, and you know that snipping sound you hear, where you think there is no going back now, it has taken place, it's happened. You're thinking, and in the back of your mind, you're kind of doubting yourself, but you don't want them to know you're doubting yourself. And you're thinking, how long does it take for hair to grow? Because you know, it's a kind of hair salons kind of cut a little bit, maybe a little bit shorter than what you'd like? And I can remember sitting there thinking, how long will it take me to go back to the length, you know? The element of fear crept into my head, but I digress again, back to this hair situation I have in front of me. So, I use this technique where i got like this comb with like a needle at the bottom of it. You probably have one in the 90s, you know what I'm talking, you might even own one now, you know, vintage. So I've got this comb and I'm trimming these scissors and I'm thinking there is no stopping me now. I'm a maestro with scissors, I mean, literally, check me out, you know, I I could do this for a living, I couldn't, I I literally gave this thought, really, I did, I'll tell you a little bit more about that, just a sec, so, sat there in the mirror, and I'm thinking, okay, I trim it, right, and the lighting in my bedroom is so bad, I can't even tell you how bad it is, there's a light fixing, Who designs these houses? My bedroom light is on the opposite side, right next to my window. It's like, why have natural light coming in and then superficial light coming in? It's like, I mean, really? You know? Anyway, I'm sat there. I can see one side of the back of my head, which is my left-hand side. And as I'm kind of coming it up, I'm cutting it and I'm thinking just coming off i'm kind of feeling it underneath my hair and i'm thinking not much is coming up i can feel it but i'm not seeing it at this point then as i look to where the longest part i'm actually playing with my hair right now it's so weird so as i look to where like the longest parts of my hair was which really my hair is kind of like just bordering on growing next to where my jaw is so i'm looking at where the longest part of my hair is and i'm thinking okay one side the back side is definitely longer. This means progress to me. This side is going off. This side is not moving. This means that hair is cutting, and I can feel like that hair feeling. You know where you cut your hair and you can feel it gather at the you know the back it Like you could save it later and make wings from it. I thought about that. It's happened. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I like this. And isn't it weird that when you go from one hairstyle to another, you can see the transformation? So, based on what I had, all I did was really, I tidied up the back, and I tell you something, guys, it feels so much better. I actually feel more like me, and I'll be honest, hand on heart, I wasn't a scout, but, can girls be scouts? Yes, they can, can't they? I don't know, scratch that. But hands on heart, I don't think I'll ever have a pixie hairstyle again. I really won't. So... I know you should never say never, but I'd much prefer having science play with in the hair arena, you know? So I tidied it up, and so far, I'm really enjoying it. My my um, fringe isn't as heavy, and if you follow me on my Instagram, at Jem's Quirky, you'll see that I actually shared some images, I was, I was proper taken with it, me and my other half, it was like teamwork, if I'm being honest, he was sat behind me, I wanted to do it all myself, you know, I'm in a relationship, but I'm kind of stubborn and independent, if I'm being honest, I mean, it's a thing, it can happen, I'm living proof it happens, so Jack was sat behind me, and kind of like moving it I you know I would have trusted him but I wanted to do it you know but we worked as a team and we made it happen and we were like go us yay so afterwards um I went down and I showed my mum like any 30 something would you know you want your mum's approval that doesn't end so I went downstairs hi mum if you're listening and um I said to my mum what do you think do you like it and my mum has this way, she reminds you of, like, you know the devil wears Prada, okay, now, my mum is a Taurus, okay, they are very hard, I, I work off body language, I work off facial expressions, okay, she is going to kill me for this, but it's been a happy life for the most part. So, my mum's a Taurus, she's not great at facial expressions, okay, she, you know, you know in her way, you know what, Devil Wears Prada, have you ever seen that film, you know, with the pursing of the lips, kind of like that in fairness my mum was otherwise engaged at the time she was looking at something on her laptop i mean i didn't want to interrupt but this was this was an important issue i just cut my hair and i lived to tell the tale i did not need a wig you know so i was standing there and i said what do you think did the whole turn around thing which makes me feel uncomfortable because i hate attention but i turned around and my was like yeah this to me is kind of like imagining it, right? Imagine fireworks and party poppers. This to me is like mom approves. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is what it's kind of like for me because you know, do you have a mum or dad like that? That's what my mum's like. So I live in a fam. My brother is the same. To be honest, my family is a family of they don't show facial appreciation with me. If someone comes to me and they say, "Jem, I've done something." If like. One of my siblings came to me and said, Gems, I've done so." I'll be like, oh, my God, that is so cool. Well done, you know, or go you. I'm like the biggest cheerleader. Then, as a whole a bloody story, I tell you. The only one that shows facial recognition or facial thing is my other half. He's the only one I can read. Maybe because I spend a lot of time with him. I don't know. But, yeah, I love you, Mum, but I was expecting something. I actually thought she was going to turn around and say, no, these are my actual thoughts. I thought my mum was going to turn around and say, what have you done? She never has, I grant you, you know, of things that I've done in my life. My mum's never turned around and said, oh, my God, what have you done? You know, and she's never cried. So, you know, I've never kind of had that reaction before. But I actually thought she was going to turn around and say, oh, God, you know, and then that thought process would have entered my mind. I can't glue it back on you know, but it didn't happen, and I'm very thrilled with my hairstyle, and it was like, yay, go me, so I'm hoping to grow it, and, um, hopefully trim it up if and when, I even gave my fringe a little bit of a cut, I mean, to be honest, I'm not a professional, and I'll be honest, I have thought about it, so, we saw this advert on TV, okay, I don't know what it was, I think it was from, like, some rom-com that was coming on the TV soon, you know, you know the ones where they kind of advertise it two weeks in advance, right, and, this woman was holding a pair of scissors and a comb. And her very words were, as long as I have these, I'll never be out of a job because everyone needs a hairdresser. Okay? I think it's Rich House, Poor House. And I was inspired by this woman. I was like, I said to Jack, I could do that, you know. He said, do what? Um, I could totally be a mobile hairdresser. I, My mind, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> my mind went from... I could get a, you know, I mean, I draw the line at penny farthing. I wouldn't be able to get up on that. But I could get a motor, you know, I could get a bicycle. If ever he's to me, the world is my oyster. To be honest, I know I'm lying to myself a little bit, but if I could get a bike you know, I could kind of, I could have, like, a little bit of, I've got many bags, one of them could become a work bag, I could, you know, put some times, I know I've overthought it at this point, but please stay with me, and I said to my love, I could totally do that, and he went, he looked at me, he kind of put his eyes down, nodded, and he went, just one problem, Jack does this a lot, I love him for it, but, you know, you think, hold on, in my mind, I'm thinking, I've overlooked something here. What's he going to say? And he's like, just one problem. What's that? You're a migraine sufferer. Oh, crap. If I'd been a mobile hairdresser, you know, different houses have different homes, it wouldn't have been a happy ending for me. However, I was very taken and very happy, you know, and I, I wanted to share this good news. So, Jem's had a haircut, a long-awaited haircut. Now, I'll kind of, I'll be honest, if you find me on social media you might have also realized that I've been talking about my hair a little bit, okay, I'm nosy, what can I say, I have always washed my hair every single day, okay, I have greasy hair, and I'm one of those people, because I'm a migraine sufferer, and I have a higher sense of smell, if I leave my hair for a period of time, I can start to smell it, it's like that sweat smell, it's not nice, and my mum washes her hair because she goes to work. And if she doesn't, she doesn't feel comfortable, which is understandable. I usually wash my hair, but I notice that because I ha- I am not an actual blonde, okay? Full disclosure, full transparency, I'm not an actual blonde. I sometimes wish I was, but I'm not. I'm not an actual blonde, okay? I was born a blonde, but I'm not now, okay? And so for me, I would love the ability to be able to say, I am a natural blonde, but I'm not, and I have been thinking about my hair colour, and the fact that rootage is coming through, I call my rootage my roots, the dark bits that come through and say, guess what, this girl is not a natural blonde, people, look at the roots, look at the roots, I mean, it's like someone got a black highlighter and painted her partner, that's what it's like, so for me, I'm of the mind that, If I colour my hair, do you ever get that hair colour where it smells of ammonia? I get that, and I have to wash it to get rid of the smell, and then, like, the shine goes. But it's like, the shine can wait. This is an emergency. I don't want to smell of ammonia. So... I kind of have come to the realisation that maybe my hair colour would last a bit more if I didn't wash it every day. And I took to Instagram and asked you guys, if you wash your hair every day, and it kind of gave me the idea that really it's kind of like depends on your energy levels. And something that I found just this past week is that my energy levels have been quite, you know, they've been iffy. I've, I'm going through like a little bit of a fibro. I've got fatigue. I mean... That's a marriage made in hell, isn't it? And I also have endometriosis. And my friend Carrie turned around and said to me on Instagram, she said, you know, just be easy with yourself. You know, because I said to her, I wash my hair every day. And she said, Jem, darling, hun, seriously, give yourself a break. And I was like, yeah, she's right. She's right. I, I can totally relate to that. I really can. What was I thinking? But I, I, my other half actually turned around and said to me, you're the most hygienic person I've ever met. And I'm like... Hygiene means a lot to me, okay, it's like I'm one of these people, probably too much information, but if it if it kind of lends into comedy, I would happily explain it, so with me, I have a bath every day, I'm not a Tudor, okay, I have a bath every day, I don't have a shower because our house is pre-war, <sighs> go figure right, and our bathroom is downstairs, go figure again, I'm not going to say it, but we've kind of said that men design the house, and uh, (laughs) they're not feminists, but we kind of have like, you know, I have usually, I have a bath in the morning because I'm achy, and I want to kind of get it all kind of clean, you know, and I'm hygienic, much like you are, and so I wash my hair before getting into the bath, but it wasn't until I had my hair cut that I realised I would like it to grow, but the other day I had such a dodgy head such a migraine, because of the weather change, that I thought, when this happens, I don't really have the energy to kind of wash my hair, and even though the warm water feels nice on it, and it does, you know, you have a lot of um, nerve endings on your scalp, it feels good, let's not lie, so even though it feels nice and comforting, I literally did not have the energy, and all I've wanted to do lately is just sit in front of the TV, find something that's not the news. And find something that's just daytime TV and knit. So, if you've been following, which leads me on to the next thing where I talk about crafts. (laughs) So, (laughs) I cracked myself up. So, I've actually been knitting a scarf. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably would have seen it. I actually uploaded a video because I'm of the mind that really, I wanted to kind of show you guys what I've been working on, and I'm of the mind that sometimes if the people you talk to online, let's call me your online friends, when you talk to them, sometimes they could be making something, and they might want like a little bit of support in the background, so I thought I'll share like a video on my um, Instagram of me knitting. And I got so many lovely messages saying about how cool the scarf was. And when it's done, I'm hoping in the next few days, I will, of course, let you see the finished product. I've also crocheted my first beanie. Yay! <laughs> it's purple. Because it's like Halloween month, you know. I mean, it would be rude not to. I couldn't go with orange. I mean, I I don't have the complexion for that. I mean, I would look like a ghost. And I don't want to spend all that energy crocheting for I need to wear it on Halloween night. You hear what I'm saying? So... I crocheted myself a beanie, and I'm hoping that now I've got, like, in my mind, it's not a matching set, but it is a set, because I've got the beanie, and I've got the scarf. The scarf's actually, um, it is inspired by a scarf I already have, which I believe is from Atmosphere, and, um, other brands are available, other high street chains are available, but I actually bought this scarf from a charity shop. I believe it was from a charity shop, charity shop or eBay, and um, as you guys know, I'm not really into fast fashion, and I talk a lot about thrifting or hand making, and I bought this scarf donkey's years ago now, and it's white, I'll share a picture of it, it's white, it's grey, and it's pink, and um, it's very long, and it has tassels on the end, however, when you put it on, it kind of, I like the pink of it. And you can't really see the pink when you put it on. It's very nice, don't get me wrong. It's a lovely scarf. It's very smooth and soft. And it's made with like a really thin type wool yarn. But with the scarf I'm making now, it's kind of like an inspiration of it. And so the scarf I'm making now, if you haven't seen or you're not following me, it's like a... It's kind of like a Dennis the Menace scarf, really. From, instead of being red and black, it's pink and like a stone. And in my mind, I'm calling it my stony heart because it's, you know, it's pink and stone. When I first picked the colour, it was supposed to be grey. But when I looked upon it, it looked like stone because I compared it with another grey wool I had. So it's actually a stone colour. And um, I've actually made a hot water bottle cover as well. And, oh... So I was having endo and I wanted to make hot water bottle cover because I stole my younger brother's hot water bottle. He didn't need it anymore. He left it behind when he moved. And so I stole that. We've all been there. It happens, and so I decided that because I kept being burned by my hot water bottle endo again is not fun. I decided to knit myself a hot water bottle cover, and it actually turned out quite well. So thank you to everyone that <laughs> that left really lovely messages on my Instagram about that because when you share something, sometimes you can inspire people, and that's what you like because it's kind of like we all have abilities, we will have crafting abilities, um, I've also been making some candles lately, and I said in episode 81 that I'd mention about that, so, as you guys know, if you're an avid listener, I'm a migraine sufferer, if you're new here, you've now been educated, um, I'm a migraine sufferer, and I have migraine with aura, and with the darker nights coming in slightly earlier, I find that I can't take lights because they kind of, they're, you know, they're, They're a fake light, they're not natural light. So we were trying to rack our brains on how to light up the darkest room in the house, which is the living room. And so I decided to start with candle making. I bought a kit last year and I decided that I would make some. And so I made some candles, I also shared them online, so if you're not following me on Instagram, please do so. And, uh, yeah, so my mum actually kind of bought two pillar candles to give me a break from making them. And I also, I also joke to someone else I know. (laughs) So I have another Instagram friend called Louisa and, um, I was chatting to her because we were joking about adulting. I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning this, and I was saying that I bought this stove, okay, so I literally, I can't even going to share this, but it's like for comedy, so I will, so I bought this stove, and what it is, is essentially a small oven hob, and what I wanted was, because I don't want to stand next to a normal oven, and you know, a normal hob, and like melt the wax to make the candle, I wanted to have something that I could just sit on the floor in the living room, and cook it, and then let it set, and then, woohoo, you got a candle, and so, I was looking on eBay for this oven hob, didn't know that it existed, you know, I don't go camping, and for obvious reasons, and, um, So I found this oven hob. I actually haven't opened it yet because I've been too busy knitting. But I will share a picture of it. And I was saying to Louisa, as I call her Lou, and I was showing with, (laughs) I was showing with Louisa that I bought this oven hob. And I said that, you know, I am now an adult. I have a mini fridge. It's not plugged in. I have now, (laughs) I have an oven hob. You know, uh, I'm, I'm adulting. You know, this, this is the adult life. And so I was like, (laughs) we were joking about the fact that I bought this thing. And, um, we were joking about the fact that what else do adults buy? You know, I don't know. My, my kind of, you know, my argument was, I wouldn't know. I'm new to this. I'm in my third decade of life, but I'm new to this adulting life, you know? I mean, do any of us feel like adults? I know I still feel like a teenager. My body will tell you otherwise, but that's what I know. Um, so I've been crocheting and I've been knitting and I'm actually looking at now Christmas presents. Yes, I said it. I know. I know. You're probably thinking, oh, no, Gem, please don't say it. Yes, okay. I, I have committed. I have started on Christmas presents. I've got a few birthdays coming up at that time of the year as well. And so um, a few gifts might be handmade. A few gifts might be bought. But I'm actually focusing on that because it's giving me a break from the whole hysterectomy thing. It's going to become one of those words that we do not talk about. But it's one of those things that I've been kind of focusing on and, you know, so I've kind of been getting inspiration and sometimes uh, I've noticed that when you knit, it's great for your mental health, you know, so I've noticed for me, it's great. So I asked you guys what you've been up to and what you've been making and a few of you, I think uh, Lou got in contact, she said she's made a cake, she is a baker, not a professional one, she just likes baking cakes, Um, she made a vegan cake. You know, I've never tried one of those. So maybe in the new year I might try. We'll see, you know. Um Carrie, you might know her from um at Carrie and Jessie on Instagram. She's been making birthday cards. I don't know she's also making a necklace, but she you know, that's what she's working on behind the scenes. Um, I think that was it, wasn't it? Oh and um hold on. Sabine that I know of, yeah. All the Instagram friends. As you can tell, I get around. So, (laughs) you might know us as Sid's Kitty Creations on both Twitter and on Instagram. This is all from the top of my head. It's amazing what goes in, isn't it? Usually my head's like a sieve. But Sabine's been knitting a scarf as well. So, it's kind of like she's been knitting a scarf. But I'm not going to tell you much more about that. Because I don't know if said person you're knitting for is actually listening. Probably not, but shh. And for me, I'm just knitting a scarf for myself. And then I'm going to focus on... Like birthday gifts and stuff, you know. So that's what I'm kind of focusing on end of the year stuff, and it's only October, you know. I think it's because it's cold or it's getting colder, you know. So that's, um, that's everything really. Um, this is like, as I mentioned, it's not the last episode, but I'm gonna keep going with not so much every week. There might be one next week, depends on what happens with the appointment. I would like to let you guys know, so do make sure that you stay tuned this way. If you aren't an avid listener and you would like to be, please do make sure that you stay tuned to my Instagram and on my Twitter. You can find me at, at gemsquirky on both of those. Or if you want to, just bookmark me, man. I don't have a contact card, you know, but bookmark me. Add add that star on your phone, your tablet, or your device, and that way you can you can snoop in on what's next, you know, or you can follow me. I mean, how crazy is that? You can put in your email address at the bottom of the website, and I was actually going to give you an email address then. No, uh, my mum's email address creeped up. That was really bad. I'm thinking about my mum. What can I say? So I don't know why though. Maybe because she follows me. I don't know, but probably too much information. If you want, please do make sure that you put your email address at the bottom of my website where you'll see that bar with like what looks like a magnifying glass. It says follow on the bottom. That's a big giveaway. If you want to put your email address in there, press follow. You'll never miss an episode. That's my mum actually saying, excuse me. Okay. She's telling me now that a soap is on. So that means a cup of tea and a bit of a chocolate bar for me yeah, I'm going to live a little. So, <laughs> in turn, it's unedited. This is my life, the craziness of Gem. So, um, please do make sure that you stay tuned this way. My social medias are at Gems Quirky again, and if you want to follow me, thequirkyjems.wordpress.com. Thank you so much for sticking around. I know it's been a long episode, but I've enjoyed every single second of it, and I hope that you've had a laugh. And stay tuned, because hopefully... I' will share with you what happens next in my endometriosis journey, so thank you again so much for tuning in. If you're new here, I hope that you stick around. Maybe check out my website for my past episodes and let's see if we can go forth together. Let's see if we can move on from where we're at. So if you're going through something, just know you're not the only one. it's gonna pass. we're getting there. We're getting closer day by day. So um, thank you again so much for tuning in. If you're an avid listener, you probably know what I'm going to say next. And that is, for chronic illness, creativity and conversation, keep it here, guys, only at Quirky Gems Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening. Take it easy. Bye.